Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. I don't know if you knew this, but anyone can get the same premium wireless for $15 a month plan that I've been enjoying. It's not just for celebrities. So do like I did and have one of your assistant's assistants switch you to Mint Mobile today. I'm told it's super easy to do at mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 for three-month plan equivalent to $15 per month required. New subscribers only. Renew for 12 months to lock in savings. Taxes and fees extra. Additional restrictions apply. See full terms at mintmobile.com. All right, guys. Welcome to episode 49. On this episode, we have Milky from Wargasm. On this podcast, we talk all about Wargasm. Uh, embracing lockdown, uh, all the virtual online tours they did, as well as Milky's hot takes on some cinematic classics that will <laughs> grind some of your gears, but it's fur, uh, horror movies, and much, much more. And it's a good one, so make sure you give it all a thorough listen. And um, whilst you're at it, if you've enjoyed this episode, make sure to go check out Wargasm on all of their socials. And whilst you're at it, why don't you go and check out all the previous 48 episodes, plus bonus episodes, plus Horror Fest, plus everything else that we've done in the almost two years on all of our platforms that we uh, shove this podcast on, and also on YouTube so you can see our lovely faces from certain episodes into like 31 <laughs> That we do yeah, from 30, but anyway, 31 onwards. You can listen to them on YouTube. And whilst you're at that, because you seem to have so much free time, whilst you <laughs> listen to all of our podcasts, why don't you join our Discord as well? Where you can speak to us and post pictures of your coffee. And I oh, thought no. you were gonna say something else then. Like I thought <laughs> when you said with a cough, I thought I was like, I was like, well. <laughs> I don't I don't know what hidden server you're on, but I have two on all in that section. <laughs> It's, it's, the, it's, the, it's the private okay. oh, oh don't post dick pics on our discord and uh, please don't. please don't enjoy this episode with Milky Jesus oh. enjoy right we are joined with Milky. Hello, how are you doing? Hello, how are you doing? I'm good, thank you. Good. Uh, soaking up some sun while we uh, could, but thank you for joining us. Just on, just, on a, just a little bit, and then my next door neighbours decided to have their six-person party, and I was like, okay, I'll oh, go nice. back inside yeah. now. <laughs> <laughs> it's fine, I'm, 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 happy. I'm happy for them, personally, you know. <laughs> to have people around at this To point. have six friends. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Just last <laughs> So I'm going to jump straight into questions, but given we've just mentioned COVID regulations, being a band pretty early 2019 and then getting hit with a speed bump of COVID, you seem to be busting out and not stopping with content and you know killer tracks. How did you embrace lockdown? I mean, it's the kind of thing where you just you you can't really stop or you you kind of drown, you know, like so there wasn't it wasn't really an option for us to not kind of keep cranking out the content that we have been. And we were very lucky that at the beginning of lockdown in 2020, um, Sam and I didn't live together at that time, but we do now. Um, but we decided to go to my family house in Ireland for the beginning of lockdown because my mum was actually stuck in America at the time. So it was a completely empty house. So I thought, 
let's just go there, be by the seaside, you know, um, have time to create and write. And like in the first two weeks when we got there, that was when we wrote Rage All Over and Backyard Bastards. And it was kind of just all that literally like pent up anger and energy of the, the initial blow that pushed us to start writing those kind of songs and you know we shot the spit video on a green screen and everything like that and then when we were able to make it back to London uh luckily our um our photographer Jess moved down to London as well so she's literally just around the corner from us now so we've been bubbling with her and we literally just shoot content like on this on this white wall here in our living room so that's kind of how we've managed to keep going we've kind of thrived I'd say which I'm, I'm, I'm thankful for, but it wasn't an option to not, you know? <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> you weren't stopping until you do kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. You know, that's the amazing thing about you guys in particular, where it's you, some sort of like endurance about it, where mm. like, there's a lot of bands that are like, oh, well, I can't do anything, but you're like, fuck it. Just keep yeah. going. I mean, even we, when we were even when we were separated from Ryan, our drummer, you know, we, we were doing lots of the online festivals where we don't send our bits over and do it separately. Um, but yeah, that was difficult and long, and I couldn't be bothered to do any more of those. I'm not gonna lie. I, <laughs> I, I we did so many and I'm just like <sighs> What is it about them that put you off them? Because it's just like so we did a whole though. online tour with Youngblood and we filmed the whole thing in the Oslo in Hackney. So we, we did it on a stage to know people, obviously. But it's the same with all of them. It's like three days of really difficult, tough, like editing work and performance work and filming work for so little payoff and like no pay usually. Like I understand like a lot of them are for charity and that's totally fine, but it gets to a certain point when it, it it's very time consuming for us and we can't really do other stuff while we're making the online online shows. So it just gets to a point where it's like, I can't really do these anymore. And also, you know, we don't have that many songs and we've played them all a lot of times and we've, we've yeah. been as creative as we can. We're trying to mix it up and also we don't have that many different backdrops. <laughs> so it's true. Let's talk us through the term of online tour then. So is it that essentially you do multiple variations of your set or is it that you just like you have the one set that you've done? We had three sets, set A, set B, set C. And then I think for that show, there was like 16 dates. So they're all aired. Basically, it's just aired by time zone, I think it was. And you just buy tickets for your specific time zone. Right. Um, but we had three three different sets. So we rotated different songs. And then, you know, we did Hello, Chicago, Hello, London, Hello, Brighton, whatever, for all the different shows and everything. And dropped that in and edited it in. And so we ended up, what, like playing the set however many times in a row. And uh, it's quite long and complicated and not quite like the real thing, obviously, but uh, it's uh, pretty much an actuality you have to deal with now. So I saw as well with the festivals that you played, you, I mean, you got into like Five for Five Fest, Domo Festival and Not Fest, which is pretty crazy considering obviously it's like your first year as like a band. Like, I was so like, stoked about Not Fest. I was so stoked yeah. about that one, to be honest. <laughs> That was a, that was a great night. We we uh, we were actually in the studio that day, and our our um our um uh mind blank. <laughs> our publishers have offices in the uh, studios that we work in, so we managed to watch it with like some of our team, and it oh, was nice. just fun. And there was some of, some of our other like friends bands that were on it as well, and it was just it was it was a super it was a super great lineup, and I was really stoked to be on that one as well because obviously massive fucking Slipknot fan. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I was really happy for that one. 
but uh, it's weird adapting to playing shows where you have a live comment stream. Yeah. Don't like that. Yeah. Never going to like that. Uh, can't handle that much criticism <laughs> right to my face. Because the thing is, with, with online festivals, people online will be, will be so vocal about something if they don't like it. It's completely different to as it is in real life. Like, in in real life, if someone doesn't like your set, they'll just they'll just walk away and not say anything. They'll yeah. move to the different tent. But if they do yeah. like it, they'll be really vocal about it. But it's the complete opposite online. So if people some someone doesn't like what you did, they'll be so vocal about it. But the the, the even if it is a majority that actually liked your set, you won't it won't sound like a majority. So it's just like such a brain fuck. I don't like it. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, it was the same with um, oh my god, uh, five for five fest where they had like the comment stream. And I was like, oh, no. it's, it's a bit toxic. It's the same concept as like having the dislike thumbs down on YouTube, isn't it? Where it's like, <laughs> so it's irrelevant. There's no oh. point knowing that someone didn't like it. Yeah. I disagree yeah. though with the YouTube thing. Because whenever we really? get dislike on one of our podcasts, I'm like, yes, we did something worse. This is true. This is true. This is what I'm saying. It's like you went out so much out of your way to say that you didn't like it. Like, like I think YouTube hate comments is the same. It's like you really scrolled down, decided you didn't like it and decided to take time out of your day to comment. Like that's a compliment in itself. No, that's it. Someone's, someone's gone out their own way to watch something that they knew they didn't like before they watched it. <laughs> and then decided yeah. to comment negatively yeah. about it. It's like, why? <laughs> Haters. Like pure effort. If anything, it's more effort than actually liking it. Right? Don't get it. Do you feel like yeah. negative but... comments? Uh, like, how do you take negative comments? Do you feel like they get focused on a bit too much? Because I know people are so quick to do it. Like, we've just... I mean, I've, uh, I'm not really that fast. It's different when it's it's different when it's like when it is the live comment stream for one of your things yeah. that you're performing because it's like it's very direct criticism, but kind of general criticism. I'd, uh, I'm not really that fast to be honest because I'm like I don't know you. I don't really respect your opinion or like yeah. care about what you have to say. So it's like Twitter trolls. It's like. <laughs> I don't know you or respect you, so why should I like care about what you have to say about me or my art? Also, if you're not making anything that's better than my art, like you have absolutely no right to chat shit. So. <laughs> <laughs> I completely agree. That's the reason I asked is because when I listen to Wargasm and watch the videos and stuff, that's the feeling of I don't give a fuck. This is what you you get in, you know. So pretty much that's my weird question. <laughs> no, it was good. That's pretty much it. Yeah, you you hit it, hit the nail on the head there. I think the 1975 embraced it though because they had a music video where they put all the negative comments everyone's ever said about them in the background on like a flashing light <laughs> thing on it, yeah, just so everyone can see it. They were also in like a sexy glass cube, which I thought was fun. Yeah. I like that. What, I like what, that video. What song was it? Uh, Love me. Yeah, that was it. Yeah. Love me. <laughs> <laughs> it's a creative way, isn't it, to tell them to basically fuck off. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Turn them fuck offs into art. So going, going from the online festivals, how was your first headline gig socially distanced? Uh, weird. It was very, <laughs> it was weird, but it was so much better than I'd expected it to be, to be honest. Like you could just tell, even though everyone was like sitting like in, in their little bubbles, like two meters apart from people on chairs, they were still head banging and like oh, singing sick. all the lyrics. And you could just see that everyone was so happy to be at something. doesn't matter what it was. Everyone was just happy to be 
around like-minded people again and yeah it wasn't as awkward as I thought it would be at all like people people were super into it it was kind of just like a normal headline show just no one could touch each other (laughs) (laughs) but no it, it was weird also doing you know like two shows in one day we did a matinee and then we did a a later show after that but it like just when when spit came around I was just kind of blown off my fucking feet like it it was obviously this it's like Wargasm is my first originals project this is my first band essentially so I it kind of just blew my mind and seeing people in the t-shirts and just seeing one thing that I always love about our shows is the range of fans in the crowd like there is always going to be those old metal dudes they're always going to be there and then there's like the guys in like the Avenged Sevenfold t-shirts and then like there's the sick little (laughs) fangirls and they're just everyone is always there always checks out every single demographic (laughs) of like fans that I love and I'm like I love that it was um it, they they were they were some they were some very special shows and I I can't wait to do actual real headlines soon. Fingers crossed, yeah. How, how did the planning come uh, come to be then for them two shows? Was it just a quick last minute thing when you got the chance? Obviously, when the regulations got lifted. Yeah, so um, they'd actually been pushed a bunch of times. We'd been trying to do socially distant shows for for months because there was other bands doing as well. So we're like, that's a good idea. Let's try to do that. Then obviously things got shut down and reopened up again. So it just happened to be in the time when stuff had opened up and eased and they were actually allowed at that point. Um, So it kind of just, yeah, fell at the right timing. And again, like I said, like everyone was just happy to be going to something at all. I think we we got it literally just bef- just a week before everything shut down again. So we were yeah. we were we were very lucky with it. Jealous? No, I've not been to a show <laughs> since last, <laughs> like last February. I think it was the main was my last show. So I'm in need of one now, even if it's a sit down show. Yeah, no, absolutely. I would I would quite I'd I, I'd, I'd fancy going to it. There's some uh, who's who else? Is there anyone else doing some uh, later on this year? Some socially distant shows or um, Sleep Token? Not meant to be doing some in Birmingham. Oh, I hope so. <laughs> I think they were. I think uh, that, that would be a good sit-down show as well because yeah. they're like good sit-down music, like good to listen to in yeah. a sitting-down atmosphere. Yeah. I think you could get away with it. Yeah, totally. Different perspectives at a gig. Like when I sit down, I feel like I'm sat back enjoying the, you know, the theatrics experience. of the full show. But then when I'm standing, it's moshing so exactly yeah it's the best of both worlds kind yes of. there's there's some bands that would really lend themselves to socially distanced gigs like that where you can actually get everyone to sit down and stuff like that like actually i think loathe loathe were meant to do some at the jazz cafe but i actually think that would be good like obviously at loathe yeah. gig you want to mosh but like i wouldn't mind going and sitting down at a loathe gig to be fair <laughs> Imagine a Ramstein gig, just uh, all socially distanced. <laughs> 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 oh. I'd like to see that. That would be, be an good. experience. He'd still manage to piss on everyone. like. Oh, yeah, physically. easy. And the pyrotechnics, <laughs> you could just bring some bread with you, hold it up and... Snacks. Sweet. Take one of them like, popcorn packets from microwaves and just like throw it off. <laughs> by the time I come back down, instant snacks. Full pack. Like, yes. And also confetti. It's a perfect show. <laughs> <laughs> We're on to something here, boys. Dragon's dead. Pitch. <laughs> Do you oh. find though, I don't know if it's just me, but... I love standing up at gigs, but I also now don't mind being further back at shows when I'm standing. I feel like I've got to the point now where I'm not like, I have to be at the front like I was like when I was like 14. I was like, mm, mm. closer the better. But I've now experienced like, enough bruised ribs I, and like hip bones. I am. Um, 
getting old, getting too old for that. In it. But too I, I'm, old I'm, for that shit. <laughs> I'm still happy to work my way to the front of a mosh pit, though, like totally. But it depends. I did actually. I went to one of the one of the last shows of 2020 that I went to was uh, while she sleeps headline at Brixton, and I did yeah. kind of like usually, you know, I'd be in the pit for the full thing, but I managed to like. I took a, until they did brainwashed and then I was like, straight in. <laughs> and then I came back out again, had a drink, chilled. It's good. You, you can find the right dynamic now. You don't yeah. have to feel like there's you need balance. to constantly be in the pit. Yeah. Yeah, there's a balance, definitely. Enjoy the show. Take it in. <laughs> Dad it, as I like to say. Just do like a... Dad it. <laughs> Dad yeah. it. Just a subtle cross. <laughs> Just like, all right, cool. Come <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. So, whilst we're on the topic of shows, let's talk about sound then. So, obviously, Wargasm, I kind of consider it as really authentic and unique in sound, but obviously heavily heavily influenced, which you'd probably agree, by new metal. Was that something that you'd say naturally came into it, or was it from the get-go you were kind of like, I want this sort of feel to it? Oh, my God, no. When we, start, when we started writing songs, <laughs> songs together, we, like we're writing pop punk songs and like alt alt rock songs and shit. And we, 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 we did the rhymes of like a lot of different genres till we kind of find one that felt right. And we settled into it and started just exploring from there. So it wasn't something that we set out to do outright or did on purpose. It kind of just happened, I guess. And it's, it's bound to happen when you have two people that just constantly listen to Limp Bizkit at 3am when they're drinking together, like <laughs> it's bound to happen. <laughs> But no, the, the the influences are definitely there. Yeah. I was going to say that Sam's previously from Dead. Is that correct, Jack? Yes. So uh, me and my watched him when they supported Young Guns years ago. And I was mm-hmm. like, that's a sick band. And it was nice that all of a sudden I noticed like, I thought he looked familiar. And then I looked into it and I was like, ah, oh, this is sick that he's progressed into this. Because that had like, such a raw feel to it. And then he yeah. moved into this where it's still got that sort of energy to it. But it's like, you bring in the sims, you bring in the heavy bits. It's awesome. Yeah, it's really funny. There's a there's a photo of um, Sam's old band when they played the Hundred Club on like one of their last tours, and uh, you can see me in the crowd, like up on someone's shoulder taking, taking <laughs> no a photo. Way. Yeah, didn't actually know Sam at that time. We'd never spoken. <laughs> my, uh, my 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 ex was just a big fan. He was like, "You come see his band," and I was like, "Fine, let's go." And then the rest is history. Ta-da. That's got to be one of like your single covers or an album. Cover. Eventually, one day, yeah. 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 That's sick. Um, Speaking of the sound then, when it comes to writing a track, do you decide to start with themes or is it experimentation? Where does it begin? Is it always different? It usually begins with a theme or a concept, um, really, or like an influence. So if we like watch a film and we're like, right, I want to write a song that is meant to be sounds as if it's from that film or something. Or just a riff is usually a good starting point for us or just a person, you know, maybe we'll want to write a song from like a point of view of a person or like about a person. It's all that kind of stuff. I don't think we, we, we don't usually start with lyrics. Lyrics are something that definitely come later in the, in the stage, unless it's like one specific line, 
like for Backyard Bastards, I definitely knew, right, I want to do, it was actually influenced by one of my friends, Millie, her name is Girlie, and she wrote this amazing song called uh, Friday Night Big Screen, and it's just all film references, and I was like, right, I want to do one like that too, nice. but like all with badass women from film, so that's where my inspiration for the Backyard Bastards second verse came from with all the film references. So it was just, it's almost like stuff like that, but we're very influenced by like a lot of the films that we watch and TV shows and stuff like that. You're a huge film fan, aren't you? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I do. We should speak about that because yeah, we, this is <laughs> the we reason. Expand on that. The reason you're on this podcast is after Ryan from Karma spoke to you immediately. He was like, "Milk is a huge horror fan." I, I see. The thing is, I wouldn't call myself like a film buff or anything. I just really like to watch a lot of films and I like to talk about them as well. So it may seem like I like. I, you may think that I know more than I actually do. Like I. <laughs> there's a lot of there's a lot of like old classics that I haven't seen. I only just watched Scarface like two weeks ago. Also, fucking waste of time. I was like, what the fuck was that? <laughs> <laughs> like the two I best bits. The two best bits about that film are that fucking yellow caddy with the leopard interiors and the final scene. <laughs> That's like the two best bits of the film. But anyway, yeah, I have lots of controversial film opinions, so we can just keep them rolling if you want to keep going. Yeah, yeah definitely. Haven't seen haven't seen The Godfather either, so me either. There we oh, go. No. Oh, it's two of you. Yeah. What? <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, you're going to have a spare like three hours. I mean, if you want to watch all three, then you've got to have at least like 10 hours spare. Do you think it's, it. do, do, would you recommend like a double, a double triple feature or um, take some space between them? I, I don't know. I'd recommend maybe watching the first two back to back and then uh, you probably get to the third one if you want to. Um, then take yeah. take a week and then <laughs> watch the third one. Yeah. Okay, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Because yeah. I uh, I find this um this trilogy it's called like the I th- the first one's called Before Sunset and I'm usually not really big into like romance films but oh, holy fuck it's about these two people and they meet on a train which obviously I'm like oh my god that wouldn't happen now <laughs> and it makes me really sad but uh, it's like they meet on a train and then they end up you know spending the evening together and it's 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 really dialogue heavy and not a lot really happens. It's just them getting to know each other, but it's a trilogy. And I literally watched all three of them in the one night. Cause I was so in love with the films. So I think that's the, that's the, that's the last time I, I binged a, a trilogy. Probably the only time ever. <laughs> Actually, no, I, I was forced to um, binge Lord of the Rings with Sam when he was, when we were in Ireland and he was like, right, extended editions, let's go. And I was like, I want the company, so I'm going to sit and fucking watch this. Don't like Lord of the Rings. Here we go. That's uh, my second <laughs> controversial hot take of the podcast. Still I was going to say. Seen it. Yeah, because you got you the Hobbit what? as well. You got the Hobbit to go after that. Oh, so <laughs> unnecessarily long. Uh, you know, the best bit by the entire Lord of the Rings trilogy is that bit when um, the the guy's daughter comes on the horse and kills a guy, and she's like. I am no man and stabs him in the face and then everything explodes. That's the best bit. That's literally, it kind of makes the whole thing worth watching. I know Sam can hear me right now in his bedroom and he's like, it's like enough Lord of the Rings. Yeah, no, not for me. I like robots, not hobbits. To be fair, three films about walking is ambitious. So, yeah. <laughs> to say the least. Yeah. <laughs> Aragon's hot though, so I'll lie up. And Cliff Tyler, like Jesus. He looks completely different now, the dude that plays Aragon. Does he? Yeah, still hot, but. Aged yeah. like a fine wine, I imagine. But. <laughs>
Yeah, I always find that Liv Tyler's always in the tragic films as well, like Armageddon and like yeah. she's always she's always that sort of damsel in distress character on mm. every single one of them. Mm. She's good in Empire Records though. Empire Records is a good uh, Liv Tyler film. I've never seen that one. No. She uh, works in a record store. Oh, cool. It's pretty good. That's pretty much like, it's, just, it's like nothing, it. ha- nothing happens but vibes. Star sold me, it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's good. Right, so to jump back onto it anyway, talking about uh, you guys playing and touring and that, you've got like a few big tours coming up, not to mention so, like, uh, the Young Blood Tour and the Creeper Tour. Like, you must be buzzing for that once we finally get to it. Obviously, hopefully, if we're still uh, going to be... Uh, don't put it out into the universe. Yeah, yeah, Don't yeah. even say that. No, yeah. no negativity here. Thank you. Touch wood. Touch wood. Touch wood. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, you, are you guys? Uh, are you guys prepping for that? Or are you just you ready to go? I am so fucking ready to tour. It's not even funny at this point. Like, yeah. <sighs> I miss Germany, man. I fucking miss Germany, and I miss their fucking good catering. I miss German sound guys. They're always really good and we hear this a lot actually because i know that alex smith um one of our friends he does the hardcore project and uh, obviously the hardcore scene over in germany is massive i know the music yeah. scene in general is but he always says about how like kind people are over there and like germany's fucking yeah. best honestly I, I i i really cologne is fucking brilliant to play shows in obviously berlin is just class as well but germany ever i'm our merch girl tess is german so she always has a good time what would you say the best show you've played so far? Um, actually, yeah, when when we did the Airways tour, Cologne was really good. Uh, actually, our our first show ever in Paris was a bit of a weird one. Uh, obviously, it was our first show as a band, and I didn't expect anyone to know who we were, and people showed up in Wargasm t-shirts, and I was like, what the nice. fuck? Yeah. Um, and uh, Mama Roo's on Halloween was a good one. We we were like, right, Halloween, we have to dress up. Everyone's going to be dressed up. It's Birmingham, you know. So Sam and Ryan did the corpse paint, and I, I dressed up as like a demonic cheerleader, and I was like, mm-hmm. yeah, I can't wait. We walked out. No one was dressed up. And I was like, <laughs> what the fuck? Why are you all so fucking boring? I was like, come on, Birmingham. You need to match the energy. Why, why are you wearing normal clothes? I mean, it's fine. We look hotter and sexier than you, but like, come on. You need to give me something. But it's fine. We made the mistake of doing that once, didn't we, uh, Matt? Um, if we played, we played a gig and we decided to dress up all of us as horror characters. Oh, fuck me! Yeah, so we, we had we? Michael, <laughs> My- Michael, My- well, we had Michael Myers, Jason. It was you, Matt, Freddy Krueger. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, I can't remember. Binnington was like Ghostface, but anyway, I had mm. the whole, I had the whole fo- like Michael Myers suit on, trying to play in this mask. And it was the worst thing ever. Great and I came off and I was like, how the fuck does Slip not do this? Like, right? They've been doing it for so long because I was sweating in that mask. Yeah. They just not, live not for the crust, do don't they? Not just do it, but do Excel it. it. Excel at it. Excel at it. Yeah, it's a bit silly. Yeah. Slipknot was another one of the final shows <laughs> I saw in 2020. It was my first time seeing Slipknot. It was at yeah, the right last year, I think. Well. <sighs> yeah. Oh. <sighs> Crazy shit. It's just intense, isn't it? Like, there's no it's way, just, like... It's so intense, especially after watching, like, their shows on YouTube for years. Like, I'd yeah. never seen them, and I was, like, just so fucking excited about it. It's scary but, at the same time as well. I ended up in the mosh pit for pe- people who shit at Download Festival. Oh, Jesus Christ. I don't know why. Like, was Alien 2. 
I don't know why I didn't go to download fest that year. I can't remember what I was doing, but I don't think I was doing much because I remember like looking at my phone. And I was like, oh shit, it's download weekend. I was like, Slipknot playing. Why the fuck aren't I there? Yeah. And I regret it so much. Oh, but you know, I am happy by Iron Maiden are back on the, on the, uh, the on the, on the uh, headline, headlining for download. Thank fuck. See, people complain about that. You could never really satisfy anyone because every time I see download changing or adding different people to the bill, like Iron Maiden or Kiss, you get those people who like, just don't want them there. And it's like, well, you know what I mean? They're kind of like the pioneers of, of, of rock. Do you know what I mean? These who guys, doesn't want to see the trooper live with like 50,000 sweaty metalheads? Does that not exactly. sound really fun? <laughs> like, And then Bruce Dickinson flying the <laughs> Seeing yeah. them in that atmosphere as well, though. Like I've never, I'm not a huge Iron Maiden fan or, or like a, a massive Kiss fan, but fuck me, I would love to see him in a festival atmosphere. Oh yeah, absolutely. So, you know? I, uh, I I have also been subjected to watching Death on the Road 2005 of the Iron Maiden live set several times because Sam is probably <laughs> the biggest Iron Maiden fan on earth. Uh, so that that it's funny because I didn't really care when they weren't booked for the second year or for the like rescheduled lineup. But then now that I am a bigger fan now after being subjected yeah. to them for living with Sam for a year, I'm like, oh fuck yeah, nice. It's amazing. It's so camp. Like he just runs around on stage in a fucking like cape, like screaming about <laughs> war and like, oh god, it's so good. I love it. Oh. I think Rob Zombie was one that that was I think brilliant the last time I saw him at Download Festival. Though he's mm. just always a standout one with his shows yeah, and that. Zombie's like stage presence and mm. the party he creates is so fun. Do love to party. Love a good party. Speaking of partying, that download, I'm going off on a tangent, but Aerosmith were playing. And I remember <laughs> Matty was like, Aerosmith are about to start. And before I'd like turned to see him, he was gone, just Me. crowd surfing. Me. Amazing. You've got to enjoy yourself. Absolutely. I've been pretty much listening exclusively to Aerosmith for the past three days because we just got Guitar Hero Aerosmith and it's rekindled yes, my love. Nice. It's rekindled yes. my love. Every time I post that I'm playing Guitar Hero on my story, it's like, oh, what a throwback. And I'm like, we do this every Friday. <laughs> like, this is, <laughs> this is not in the past. This is not nostalgia. This is right now, baby. Every day. <laughs> yeah, literally. <laughs> it is my life. <laughs> yeah. Still on the Xbox 360. Fuck it. Okay. <laughs> That is, that is crazy thinking that that was that long ago now when it was like the big Guitar Hero phase and there was like one every year and then there was like alternative mm. versions and then there was rock bands and then... Listen, just, mark on. my words, as soon as we get rich and famous, I'm going to demand, who is it, Ubisoft or is it Activision? Ubisoft. Have, I think it's Ubisoft. I'm going to demand that Ubisoft make me like a master disc of like, I'll make them a playlist. I want a master disc of like every good song of on in like Guitar Hero version. I want a Fallout Boy guitar hero, <laughs> like so badly. I want to be Joe Troman. What would be the five songs you'd pick immediately, Milky, for your ultimate guitar hero disc? Oh, <laughs> well, first of all, first of all, like there's there's no Britney Spears guitar hero, but there should be because she brings riffs. Trust me, they're in there. Like also, hmm, top five songs. I don't know top five songs, but I'll give you top five bands. So I want a Fallout Boy Guitar Hero. Okay. And I want a like a, a pop guitar hero of like all the pop songs with like heavy guitars because there's there's so many good ones and I want I want that in my life. And you know, I could probably do a slipknot guitar hero as well. What ones have we got? We've got we've got Metallica and we've got Aerosmith. So what else is there out in the world? 
oh, you're putting me on the spot now. My mind's <laughs> going crazy. I'm honest with you, yeah. I don't know. I just want that fucking master disc. That's all I want in my life. Just everything, every single song. And then just play it at every single, every single after party in the world. Oh, yeah, that's how to start. Oh, that'd be sick. Party. Exactly. That'd be so sick. <laughs> that'd be incredible. That would be the party. They used to uh, add the uh, other songs onto the guitar. We were live though, didn't they? Where the uh, you could you could add whatever songs on there. Or they kept updating it, and then eventually it just stopped because they. I think they just stopped with all the rights and stuff for it. But you guys could have ended up on there if they would have carried on. Borgasm Guitar Hero. Yeah, man. I'm pretty sure you can like program your own thing in, but it's only on PC. Right. I don't think right. they do it for other consoles. Which is annoying. To this, someone's oh. gonna go do that. But if anyone one day. That, yeah. I'm just thinking of the spit riff because that's all that's ever stuck in my head lately. That was four notes. Yeah. Dun, <laughs> dun, 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 dun. Oh, love it. Thank you. That's been the past week. The past week. <laughs> that's been the same track. Um, a question I do have is when shows return, are you planning on hitting anyone in the face with your bass again? It was an accident. He didn't move. I told him to move and he didn't move. <laughs> I've never, I've not heard this. Do you want to hear uh, yeah. this? Yeah. Oh, great. Oh, nice. <laughs> so we were playing Deaf Institute. The headline band, who yes. will not be named, didn't didn't want to strike the kit. And you know how small that stage is. Yeah. So yeah. we had to fit our kit at the front of the stage. Sam and I couldn't even get to each other because the, the, the kick drum came right out to the very edge of the stage. And I looked to my left and there was like a what three-meter drop, however tall that stage is. And I had about 30 centimeters this way. Ryan's cymbal was like right in my ear. And I was like, this is this is totally safe <laughs> anyway last song i was like oh my god fuck this jump i was like everyone move i'm jumping into the crowd there's not enough room on this on this stage and uh, i looked at this guy and i was like move and um didn't move and uh, he got a face full of my headstock Ooh. so <laughs> but i was like fuck is this kid gonna fucking sue me i was like, oh, like <laughs> i was like shit turns out he was a fan and he like brought me a shot afterwards and he was like that was so sick thank you <laughs> So yeah. thank God he was uh, one of ours, you know. And he's made some merch now, so. We have, yeah, he made it onto the t-shirt. <laughs> nice. Wait, I don't know if you've seen this. I'm going to read it out because uh, I think it's pretty impressive merch if I do say so myself. At least yeah. he'll have a story to tell anyway for like. Uh, exactly. Yeah. I I feel like he, I feel like he does, he, he deserves a free shirt considering he, uh kind of inspired it you know <laughs> i don't listen to that mainstream shit i listen to that axe swinging bc rich shredding shit that buck fast swinging smack a fan in the head with a guitar bass shit that selling packs of cigarettes to kid, kids on tour because no one buys records anymore shit that brutal government official hating band boy ball busting shit yeah it's basically pop yeah it sounds like everything else so what <laughs> if you want to wear a t-shirt with that on it go to angry things for sad people.bigcartel.com thank you Nice plug. Yeah, yeah. What a URL. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Matt, you've been through that before as well. So me and me and Matt Lund went to, went watching him in 2014. Mm. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Fucking hell, right. So we were stood near in a front row and um, Vil kind of disappeared off stage and he came back and he came out with a bunch of bottles of water. So it's not as cool as getting hit in the face with a bass. Yeah. But he, uh, he launched the, he was launching bottles of water into the crowd and he decided to launch one under arm. So he threw it under arm full force. And I just saw Matt's face get fucking pummeled by this bottle of water. At least and it wasn't overarm. It, exactly, yeah. <laughs> but 
and literally everyone stopped, paused, and just looked at him. And Matt was like, "I'm okay." <laughs> in which I'm good. In which Will apologised to him, and he's like very, very low voice, like saying, "I'm sorry." <laughs> no, he was like this. He was just like, "Are you okay?" I was like, "Like <laughs> <laughs> Oh, <laughs> to fame right there. In it, so I like black. If yeah, Steven Tyler, blast. if Steven Tyler decked me in the face with a water bottle, I'd say thank you. So <laughs> it was impressive the speed it was going because he did the underarm and then it caught someone's hand at the same time. So oh. the arm began to spin, uh, and then went like wow. Like, <laughs> her top as well. Her top it was straight. <laughs> I like how you're trying to make a bottle of water sound like. It was brutal, more brutal than it. <laughs> it sounded it. To be fair, I nearly had a black eye from a fucking water bottle, which is the first. Exactly, mate. You got a black eye from Vil Velo. I mean, that, that's a claim to fame in itself. So for sure. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Anyway. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, um, I'm gonna take a step back a minute. The visual side of the band is unreal. Oh, thank you. You plan things with an idea in mind, and then is it, it, it seems, and I mean in a good way, DIY, you've got like the people you regularly work with, but how do you go about the visual aspect of it? Um, it pretty much just comes from me, Sam, and Jess, like the three of us. We've kind of got a bit of a dream team going. I'm so glad we have Jess in our arsenal. We kind of just discuss with her, you know, if we want to, do a photo shoot based on a certain thing or if we want to make a little video just a little clip of content that doesn't necessarily tease anything or lead towards anything just because it's cinematic and it's fun and we want to then we can because we have we have her here um but no a lot of it is just based like the songs off stuff that we like off films that we watch off music that we listen to and off just other photo shoots you know if you see something you like and you're like right well we can recreate that but make it put a little orgasm yeah, twist on it then yeah those um we we recently did a did a photo shoot with some blackout lenses and it was inspired by a limp biscuit photo shoot that we saw where was borland's wearing the blackout lenses and it's like a fisheye lens yeah and we, we, we were trying to trying to do something along those lines but they actually turned out a little bit different to the original but nice worked. i think i know what you're talking about um yeah so what you used for the slam dunk promo on your yeah. Instagram. Yeah. yeah do you know what? Now that you've pointed that out, but I didn't <laughs> never put that like associated it with the Wes Baldwin photo that I know mm. you're talking about. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Love it. That's the one. <laughs> it amazes me how underrated Wes Baldwin is. As an right? musician, it is fucking have you insane. S- have you seen this? Have you seen this bass he's made? He made bass with a fucking floating tremolo or like a whammy bar. I don't know yeah, if it's floating so tremolo weird. actually. It, I want one. I want one. First of all, he's like, if I release this as a signature, would you buy it? And I'm like, yes, I fucking would. Because Sam yeah, has his beast. You, <laughs> yes, J- Milky X Y's Borland. Let's do it. Oh, that. Because Sam has his his his, his uh his his BC Rich Mockingbird, and uh, he can go. <laughs> I can. And I want. I want to. Wes Borland, hit me up if you're listening. <laughs> he, he is a regular listener, so... Yeah, of course, of course. Yeah. It's nobody he, had, he had a Yamaha signature a while back, and I'm talking like probably about 10 years ago now, and it was stunning. It was an absolutely stunning guitar. And then I don't think it did that well, and it just disappeared like within the year, but it was so nice. Yeah. 
it probably rolls really nice. It probably just tanked because it was a Yamaha bass. No, no shade, but my first bass was a Yamaha bass and it just wasn't that good. <laughs> <laughs> it just was not that good. It was a hand-me-down, but maybe maybe that was why. The past me down. <laughs> I had a Benson bass to start with, so. Yeah. I mean, it was one step further than me. <laughs> <laughs> I'll start somewhere. Yeah, man. You did not look after that bass. No, I didn't. I, I pretty much knocked it everywhere. That's what your first bass yeah. is for. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, just just swing it. <laughs> he used, used to go in Matt's house and we used to do some writing and uh, in his tiny little box room and everywhere and move with it, as you can imagine. The headstock just got fucking ruined by the end of it, yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's me in like normal-sized room. My spatial awareness is pretty fucking dire. <laughs> I do have a, a weird question that I really want to ask. Hit me. Um, the Wargasm Instagram. Yeah. It follows three people. Yes. <laughs> Sam and Bruce Willis. Yippee-ki-yay, motherfucker! <laughs> yeah, so what's the, what's the question? What do you mean? <laughs> Why Bruce Willis? Why not Bruce Willis? <laughs> no, we, we just, we, we're, just, we're just big Bruce Willis fans. We fucking love Die Hard. And we were like, Bruce Willis doesn't actually have his own account, so it's a Bruce Willis. Hello, Sam. Bruce Willis doesn't actually have his own account, so it's a Bruce Willis fan account. Um, right, okay. All uh, right. We just, we just really like Die Hard. As close hard. as you can get to Bruce Willis as possible. Yeah. C- the closest thing to the real thing. <laughs> fair, fair so would enough. you say that Die Hard's like the, the go-to top Bruce Willis film then? It's definitely up there. Wait, I'm going to pull up his letterbox. I was waiting for another contribution. <laughs> <opinion>. <laughs> Let's see what else we're working with. with Bruce. Why, what's your favourite Bruce Willis film? What do you think's on top? I watched Six Die Sense. Hard 2 with a vengeance. No, ah, yeah, Fairfax. I watched Die Hard. Oh my god, yeah. I'm, I oh. remember the first time Sam made me watch Unbreakable yeah. because uh, it was just before we were going to see Glass, and he was like, "Right, so you need to know it's all it's all connected." Yeah. And I was like, "Holy shit!" Oh, Bruce Willis and Samuel L. Jackson is such a dream team. Definitely. Is it just me that thinks they absolutely flapped it with the most recent film? What Glass? No. Yeah. It was <laughs> so good. It's the ending. I can't remember exactly what happened, but I remember there being a, a big uh, twist of some kind. I don't oh, even know. Sin City. Sin City's a good shot. Sin City. Also, oh, fifth, yeah. fifth, fifth Element. Oh, Fifth Element. Oh, out. yes. Oh, my God. He's in Planet Terror as well. Holy fuck. I completely forgot because there's so many people in that film. And it's like he, he, he plays a like quite a small role and he dies in like the first 10 minutes. Have you seen Planet Terror? <laughs> I've never seen it. No. no? Oh my god! So it's a Rodriguez film, and it was released as a as a double a double feature with uh, Tarantino and Rodriguez, along with Death Proof, the best Quentin oh, Tarantino okay. film. Right, <laughs> hot take. <laughs> and uh, it's basically uh, um, Rose McGowan being sexy with an AK forty seven for a leg. That's I all you. Know, that's all you need to know. I <laughs> It's okay. fucking good. And uh, Bruce Willis is Woman in that for all like... of like 15 minutes. Um, <laughs> ah. So yeah, it's so good. You should definitely watch it. So That's while we're on it then, uh, yes. we'll get to our first segment. What is your favourite scary movie? So I want some clarification on this, fellas. So when you say scary movie, do you actually mean like a horror film or a film that is actually scary? Because um, like, I don't, I don't think all horror films have to be scary. I don't think they have to be mutually inclusive. My favourite horror films aren't scary. They're mostly yeah. just disgusting. I'm pretty sure we're open to anything, yeah. Just I mean, 
I'm yeah. I, for someone who watches a lot of horror films, I actually don't like scary movies. I don't like jump scares. I don't like all that shit. I like you know like either creepy shit or like gory, funny stuff. But I remember the last film that I watched that actually scared me and made me feel disgusting was uh, Climax by Gaspar Noé. It's the scariest right. non-horror film ever. It just it made me feel seasick. It made me want to cry and like curl into a fucking ball and not talk to anyone. And it's just terrifying. It's just really scary, but it's not even a horror film. So I would definitely recommend you watch that. Um, What's that one also, about? What's the premise? Yeah, yeah. Curious now. Um, so basically the premise is um, a whole dance troupe of dancers get together and have like a rap party. And someone spikes the sangria and things get a little freaky deaky and um, everything just goes a bit downhill from there. And it's, uh, I th- I'm pretty sure it's all one shot. I think there may be a few small cuts in there, but it's all, it's all meant to be one shot. So it kind of just builds the, the tension and uh, yeah. unease. And um, I think it's all in French. Gaspar Noé's uh, films are usually in French, so I believe it's all in French. So everything's just a bit fast and like, what the fuck? <laughs> but um, I would definitely recommend watching it. But uh, oh, As Above, So Below is also a really good one that nice. always yeah. uh, actually scares me. I, I think like that was the last horror film that I watched that actually actually like scared me. Yeah, um, I remember seeing that when that came out in the cinemas mm. first time, and I've always wanted to go to the catacombs in Paris. Yeah, and I, I, mean, was, I missed that. it last time I was there. But yeah, yeah, you you wouldn't want to get lost after watching that movie, would you? No, not at all. But yeah, I don't think I don't think uh, scary movies need to, or I don't think horror movies need to be scary, and not all scary movies are horrors. Yeah, specifically. I agree. Good point. Yeah. Yeah. It's quite fun seeing people interpret that question in different ways because I feel yeah. like you took a a smart approach to it, whereas a lot of people are like, I don't like horror movies, but this but... went much, you know. <laughs> you know what scared me? Alien Resurrection. I never want to watch that film again. That fucked me up. I literally watched it the whole the whole time I was watching it. I was like, I don't like this. Obviously, it's an amazing <laughs> film, but I was like, I don't like this one bit. Like, I was like, this is disturbing on so many levels. Why does that alien child have a face of a human and why does it get sucked into space it's so <laughs> sad it's so sad and i was sam made me watch it i think it was actually only a couple of weeks ago because i'd only seen the first two alien films so we watched alien resurrection because we have it on dvd and i was just and that scene when uh, they walk in and she's all like uh, body gored up and it's all like ugh. Lovecraftian as fuck. Terrifying. Yeah, the fur out them films. Fuck that film. Yeah. It distresses me. I don't know if you could tell by my face. I'm just like rethinking it. In my brain. <laughs> it really upsets Reliving me. Reliving the experience of it. Really upsets me. Yeah. Fuck that. So did you have any horror, I know like going back to what you mentioned before, did you have any horror films or anything like that that influenced any of your songs or any films in particular that stood out? I mean, uh, Jennifer's Body is a big one that's kind of an influence yeah. on life as in general. Yeah. An incredible horror film. So good. I love that horror film. It's so good. Do you think it's grown some sort of like a cult following after its release? Because I feel like at the time it wasn't as praised as it is it now. It totally tanked. It totally tanked to the box office. Yeah. Do you want to know why? They kind of, they, they marketed it completely wrong. I actually watched like a video essay on this the other night because it came up on my recommended. <laughs> and I was like, ooh. <laughs> Basically, Jennifer's body was completely marketed wrong. They were going for like, 
completely wrong audience basically on the front cover of the or the uh, poster of the film it was just you know Megan Fox looking sexy as she does and it wasn't really marketed as a horror film no one really knew it was a horror film they just kind of thought it was like a Transformers type action film with Megan Fox as the lead and if they'd marketed it towards teenage girls I think it would have done absolutely stellar at the box office because it's basically like a gay cult classic now at this point like it like it like in in like queer film circles it's like very very highly regarded and um, yeah i think it's a i think it's a bit of a cult classic to be honest i've not seen that one in a while justice for jennifer's yeah, body yeah. <laughs> that's um, a new trending hashtag it's replacing yeah. the snyder cut it's this is now the new thing yeah Ugh, i haven't seen it yet sam said he wants sam's i've done it no, i no, did it four hours, four hours. all four hours baby all four hours fuck me yeah, I'm pretty sure Sam said it was a waste of four hours. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's better. Let's just leave it at that. That's not hard. <laughs> that's that's not hard. Anything is, is better than what they released originally. To be yeah, honest, this... personally, I feel anything is an improvement of watching any superhero movie. And Ooh. Very Ooh. Coming in with art takes now. I um, no. Yeah, I got to keep the theme going, Milky. You started some. <laughs> we yeah, we 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 uh, rewatched all the Marvel films uh, recently, and I still cried at at Endgame again. Yeah, <laughs> even more this time, if not so. Samuel L. Jackson had the best uh, best death on that, didn't he? Uh, I loved Captain Marvel so much because I fucking loved the Nick Fury backstory. I was like, finally, yeah. yes. Also, it's a great film. I don't know why I got so much shit. I mean, I do because people fucking love to hate on women, but like, <laughs> I totally know why I got shit, but I thought it was great. I saw it in the cinema and I thought it was very good. It was the whole eye patch thing where it just came from literally like a, a cat. Scratch. Yeah, cat scratch. Okay, cat. <laughs> <laughs> Is that so what cute. it came from? I had yeah. No yeah. Like yeah. Oh, you know what the best superhero film of all time is, though? Daredevil. Yeah. The Ben Affleck. Which one? Oh, yeah. That was, some, that was some pointed silence. <laughs> yeah. Ben, yeah, the Ben Affleck one where he's a where he's a blind lawyer by day and a latex PVC wearing kinky like crime fighter at night. And Kingpin comes down this that elevator shaft with like Pharrell in the background. Yeah, literally. I, I'm pretty sure that was the first time I heard lap dance. So there you go. That's an influence. Full circle. There we there go. Double, full circle. <laughs> it's so good. Also, it has an incredible Irish villain who enters to top of the morning by House of Pain, which is so good. <laughs> <laughs> oh. That's a. That, I was going to say it's a classic there, but I just remembered the part of. <laughs> But did you watch the TV series? I did. It's a bit too much for me. I I feel like a lot of the Marvel TV series focus a lot on like very specific like violence against women. And like I don't I don't like things about people getting abducted. It freaks me out. So I don't like watching it. Jessica Jones was the same as well. It's like I get it. it's like the badass premise, but it was a bit heavy for me. I didn't I didn't I didn't like watching it. Just and also there was the not shots. enough. There was not enough evanescence in it compared to the film. No. The film exactly. has two evanescence exactly. songs. <laughs> Slow-mo and everything's like slightly blue. I don't get the hit. It's so good. It's so fucking fun. <laughs> it's so stupid. I love it. It's like Batman Returns having a... Is it Batman Returns one that I think he on it? Um, Seal. Oh, yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> what, what an odd poem that is, but that is a brilliant film. Like Tim Burton did some of the best 
Batman stuff. I know that's controversial as well compared to the Dark Knight, but I did love Batman Returns. Like Michelle Pfeiffer is the Catwoman. Oh, Michelle Pfeiffer's Catwoman is so good. Yeah. Iconic. Iconic moment. That video of Michelle Pfeiffer one take whipping all the mannequin heads off like perfectly. That's my kink. Have you seen that take? Is that for real? Is that like... like, Perfectly. It's sick. Sorry, guys. (laughs) Dog's just... uh, (laughs) (laughs) uh, She's wanting a bit of love. Aw, what's her name? Suki. Aw. Hello, new six. Look, Suki. Who's this? Oh, <laughs> I love that. This is just got interrupted by Suki. <laughs> just For those who don't know what's going on, a dog has just walked into the frame, and I'm extremely happy. Oh, <laughs> oh <look at> her. <laughs> she's got a Suki, Suki do collar on. Her own little Scooby. Yeah, you're gonna have to uh, show us that properly. That's so. This is Scooby Doo movie kind of a horror film because I remind, I remember it being very scary when I first watched yeah, it as a child. Scrappy Doo yeah. was scary, wasn't it? That was fucking scary. <laughs> that shit, that yeah. movie was kind of terrifying. There you go. Oh, that's so go. cute. So chill she is. <laughs> she's she's like, what, she's like, what the fuck is happening? <laughs> <laughs> I'll roll with it. Good girl. Love it. Yeah. But anyway. Right. Yeah. So we got the last segment, which yeah, is segue um, that, mate. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's a nice segue. Um what are your pet peeves? So what pisses you off the most in life? It could be like the pettiest thing you can think of, because we've had all sorts of stuff. So yeah. Go I, ahead. I can only and I can only say one. No, there's no, lots. you can go off. Oh no, one. just just bicker, yeah. Oh well. Go on. <laughs> Let's go. Wait. There we go. <laughs> uh, t- take your fucking rubbish with you if you go to the park, you absolute cunt. Oh, <laughs> yes. definitely. definitely. Oh, I don't know if I can swear, but I just did. Of course you can, yeah. Um, yeah, why, why would you leave your rubbish with you if you go to the park? Who, who fucking raised you, literally? Like, what? That's such a weird thing to me. Um, 90% of people on Twitter, worms for brains. No, I will not um, expand on that. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, people taking your packages and signing for them when they're clearly not their package. <laughs> I've had like two packages that have from FedEx, both from FedEx. Pit, my pet peeve is fucking FedEx, honestly. <laughs> uh, yeah, don't sign for my fucking shit because it's not yours. That's mine. Uh, and my retail therapy is the only thing keeping me going through this lockdown, so stop, <laughs> stop taking my things that I'm paying for. Um, people hating on Jennifer's body. It's a great film. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> Um. Yeah, I think that's me. That's that's I nice. Think that's I think that was perfect. Thank you. Cheers. I think we can relate to that first one though. They say I've seen a lot of that recently. As soon as a bit of sun's out, everyone's on the parks and all the shit gets. Okay. I, I just don't understand it. How is it so hard to put shit in a bag to put it in a bin? Because you, you brought it there, if you brought a bag, take it back. Exactly. I I genuinely don't understand who these people are, but if you're one of those people, I don't like you. <laughs> like I just straight up <laughs> that was a message from Milky from Wargasa <laughs> fuck you <laughs> <laughs> no yeah pe- pe- people people are weird I think people should be more considerate absolutely given like we've all been pent up in a house locked away there's you know sun comes out we're all excited to go sit at a park the least you can do is take care of what's around you yeah I want to play some gigs in a park, Ooh. to be honest, when it's sunny. 
that sounds like a good idea of a socially distanced gig. Yeah. You can get away with that dead easy. Yeah. I thought you were just doing it on the premise of just stirring people out, making sure they take the list. Like the <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Hit them like, with your base. Like, the, uh, don't listen. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. Comes into use. <laughs> Maybe we'll do like a PS, a P, like a PSA, a concert. Uh, you know, you can come, but you have to take your litter. And if you see anyone not taking their litter, beat them up on my behalf. Base. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> oh, take a base. Yeah. BYOB at, at the, at the entrance. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> at the entrance of the show, just like everyone gets past like a precision base. Just <laughs> yeah, those will not you. Jesus Christ. Oh, they will indeed. <laughs> yeah, everyone has to bring their own full scale base because mine are all small and me sized. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Right, I think yes, that does. Wraps it up to about eight o'clock, which means it's time. It's Godzilla for- time! <laughs> <laughs> so before you go, uh huge thank you for coming on. Um would you like to plug Wargasm that people should obviously be listening to already? Thank you. Uh, yes, we have some stuff coming out very, very soon in the next couple of weeks. So keep your eyes peeled for that. Um, our vinyls, which are actually all sold out, so I can't really plug them, but I just want to gloat for a little bit. They're all sold out and they're being shipped on Monday. Um, so vinyls are coming soon. And um, yeah, we'll, we'll, we will hopefully be touring soon. We're playing with Youngblood and Creeper and Holding Absence and many more to be announced very soon. Ooh, exciting. Can yes. I just mention before you do go and we do this yeah. fake goodbye, those balaclavas were fucking sick. Thank you. Like, Shout out to Lucinda Graham, my very good friend from Belfast, who is a sustainable uh, fashion designer. And she does lots of cool shit, including making balaclavas, which we have uh, collaborated on. Also all sold out. Sorry, guys. But uh, look out for them on eBay. Oh, that's a shout. <laughs> yep. Yeah, good point. I mean, I'm sure, I'm sure at, least, at least one or two people there must have copped them to resell. There's always there's always them people, isn't there? Oh, it is yeah, always everywhere. one. Yeah, it is. Love a pet beef. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, resellers, fuck you. <laughs> Ticket tights, fuck you. I feel like Axel Rose and get in the ring. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That's the next Wargasm yeah. show. But anyway, Milky from Wargasm, thank you very much. Thanks thank a lot. Thank you so much for having me, guys. It was lovely to chat and get in my hot takes about films. I have many more if you want to do a part two, trust me. Oh, absolutely. That's uh, so <laughs> Always open invite. Lovely. That was a bloody good episode, wasn't it? That was episode 49 of An Earful Podcast with Milky from Wargasm. And don't forget to go head over to angrythingsforsadpeople.bigcartel.com to go get your hands on some tasty, one-of-a-kind Wargasm merch. And if anyone's got a balaclava... Tasty. Tasty. Uh, if anyone's got a balaclava, hit me up because I missed out and I want one. Um, if not, go stream Wargasm because the wrist will get stuck in your head. Yeah. And a big thank you to Milky for taking the time and chatting with us. Yeah. And as you were at the beginning of the podcast, don't forget to check all of our socials out if you already haven't. Jump on YouTube to watch the video to this. Highlights are on the uh, the Hercule project and there'll be much more content as well coming soon. And uh, this Discord is there as well if you want to join it for bonus content if you want even more content from us like memes film suggestions pet photos uh, yeah pet photos anything really just jump on there and yeah just have a chat get involved 
And yeah, thanks for watching. And thank you. And if you enjoyed the episode, give it a share. Oh, fair. oh yeah, not a special thing, and a, and a little like as well if you're on YouTube. Yeah, just just a, just a, not a dislike. Although if you do give, give it a dislike, dislike I mean, just go for it. But, oh, yeah. I mean, just just spread the love. That's what we were talking about. Thanks for exactly. listening. Bye. Bye.